0: So, good morning again. We're going to continue, and hopefully we'll be able to complete what we've been looking at. Now, we've been looking at something that I believe is very important, the necessity of knowing him. The necessity of knowing him. And one of the things that we were saying was that in the time that we are living in right now, it is imperative that we know him personally. I'm not talking about um, just going to church. I'm not talking about that you do the the religious religiosity of being a Christian, but I'm talking about having intimacy with your maker. And sometimes people think, oh, because my parents are you know good Christians, you know, that's that's good enough. No, 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 no. It's your personal relationship with your maker that we are talking about. We have to have that. And in order to stand strong and in order to have victory, in order to make right decisions, we need to have a personal encounter with our maker. And that's what we were saying. And we also said this, God has given us 66 books of the Bible to be able to, convey his love language to us and to convey something to us a message that he wants to say to us so that we can get to know him intimately not only that but he's given us the person of the holy spirit to abide within us to speak to us to show us to enlighten us about him about God. God the Father was revealed in the Old Testament. Jesus was revealed through the Gospels and through the Acts onwards. The person of the Holy Spirit was unveiled. God revealing himself. Jesus came in the flesh, revealing who God was. And now we're in the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, manifesting his power, revealing himself to us. And we also said this, how Nicodemus, who was a religious leader, wanted to know more, wanted more intimacy with his maker. And so he went to Jesus by night, the Bible says, and how he went to him. And he said, Lord, look, how can I be born again? And we, from what we understand, we understand that Nicodemus... Said can I go into, should I go into my mother's womb a second time to, to be born? And God and Jesus said you need to be born of the water and of the spirit. But cutting a long story short with Nicodemus, he entered and encountered something deeper because if you look throughout the gospels, he was part of helping Jesus with his burial. So Jesus revealed God through his words and his works. And he even said, that no one comes to the Father except through Jesus. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And one of the other things that we were saying that in order to get to know God intimately and have a deep relationship with our Heavenly Father is that it takes time. It takes patience. It takes effort. We've got to be deliberate. We've got to take um, our, our, time, our money at times to maybe go away and spend time in the presence of God. One of the things that we also said was that in this society that we're in, we like things quick, everything quick, 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 now, everything now, and we become impatient, but in the things of God, you've got to go with how he flows, and how he does things is that you've got to go with his timings. You've got to take your time in reading, in feeding, in hearing, in listening to what the Spirit is saying. And at times, I mean, look, when we go to go and pray, Mecca can testify. When we go and we pray there at times, at night, it's, it's not easy. You're there, you're tired. You're calling out upon the Lord. And it's, it, it feels like, what are we doing there but we're praying to the Lord. It gets tired. It gets laborious sometimes. But that's what it is like in the presence of God. Because as you're in the presence of God, He's changing you. He's doing things on the inside that we don't even understand. So just as it's deliberate, and I'm sure Ittura will testify when it comes to if you want your body to be a, a certain shape, if you want to be all muscular, or you want to be fit in a certain way, you've got to be deliberate in going to the gym, am I right? And eating, right, is that right? Maybe you want to give, no, no I'm joking. <laughs> no. Anyway, but you get my, my drift. We've got to be deliberate if we want to have intimacy with our makeup. Another thing is is this, we need fresh encounters all the time. We can't have yesterday's stale bread. We can't eat it. This is why the children of Israel had fresh manna for all the time, every day. And when they tried to go and eat the stale bread, they thought, what is this? There was fresh manna that God sent all the time and so we need fresh manner we need a fresh encounter with our maker and so our heart cry must be oh father please help me to be more intimate with you please help me to have a deeper relationship with you i don't want yesterday's experience i'm grateful for it but i want something more because of the time that I'm in because you've made me to have an encounter with you a deeper relationship with you God has made us so that we can have an encounter with him he's made us so that we can have friendship with him he's made us so we can share our heart the things that are burning in our heart God has made us like this but at times we just go through the religiosity the religiosity, the form and the ceremony. We go through this. God is not interested in form and ceremony. He wants a relationship. He wants you and I to go to a deeper level. The level that we were yesterday. We need to be going higher, deeper. We need to see a comparison. There needs to be deeper depths the Bible says deep calls on to deep there needs to be a hunger a thirst a yearning a craving for the maker that will cause us to be in the presence of God because when we're in the presence of God there is change that will take place Paul the Apostle, we said the last time, had a significant encounter. We know that with Paul, he was Saul before. And then his name changed from Saul to Paul. And then he had an encounter when he was about to take a load of Christians, all chained up, The Bible says how he saw a bright light and a bright light. He was, he could, what's this? And the Bible says how Jesus said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It's hard for you to prick. Um, um, I've forgotten, but basically it's, it's saying that it's hard for you to go against this conviction that I'm giving you. Because he was having a strong conviction from the Spirit. And he was having an encounter right there. The Christians didn't know what was going on. All they know that he was, something was was happening. But he had something that he had to respond to. The conviction of the Spirit that he had right there. The Bible says how he was blind and then how there was a, a, another... Um, someone from the scriptures how he had to go and lay his hands upon him and open his eyes but and he was a bit dubious to go and pray for him because he thought to himself isn't this the person that's been killing Christians but he was sensitive to the spirit and he was obedient to the spirit and he prayed for him and then you see the journey of Paul the apostle he was beaten he was shipwrecked He was bruised. He was beaten. Yet, in this verse of scripture, he was saying that I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. You see, Paul understood that it wasn't just the glory moments but it was also the suffering moments that were significant because that's all part of the package. It's all part of what God has given to us to actually partake in knowing Him. We also mentioned... A few things that, a few reasons why we must know the Lord. A few reasons why. You see, look, let me just, I, I really want to drum into this, you see. You see, sometimes people think, oh, so right, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm good. I, I mean, I was, I was speaking to someone yesterday. said, yeah, yeah, I go to church every week. I said, yeah, I, I've, I've been there several times. Going to church every week is not going to save us it helps but it doesn't save you we must have that fresh manner as i was saying but one of the reasons why we said why it's important why we must know the lord is that this is what it's all about christianity is about knowing him that's the first thing we said i won't read the scripture but i'll go to the second point because I believe I've emphasized that. We don't want to walk in a, have a religious experience, we said. And we noticed that a lot of the Pharisees and the Sadducees experienced religiosity. And I was saying how it's very easy for any of us to be going through the same thing. And it's, it's, this is why it's important that we should be like David Search me, O oh God, and see if there's any wicked way in me. Because the Bible says this in the book of Jeremiah, that our hearts, no one knows the heart, you know. The heart is wicked. It's really wicked. Only God knows the heart. Which is why we have to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy Unacceptable acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. We must constantly bring our hearts, constantly. There's not a day or a moment that we can be without our maker. There's not a day or a second we can be without him. At times, we feel that we may have it all in control, all in place. We don't. We may think we do, but we don't, because we need him. We was made for him, and our makeup is such that we need him in that whole of our heart. The third thing that we mentioned, the reason why we need to be in intimacy and knowing him, is so that we can stand strong in the days ahead. And we said that in that scripture, but the people that know that God shall be strong and do exploits. There's going to be some great exploits that God is going to use. Many of you here, many, we're going to see mighty signs and wonders. There is going to be a confrontation of the powers of darkness and the, pow- and, and the, the kingdom of God. But there has to be an alignment in knowing him, in having intimacy with him so that we can hear accurately from heaven. We also said, number four, so we would know his ways rather than his acts. It's good to know and experience the power of God. It's great. It's exciting. I love it. I like seeing the power of God. I get stirred up. But knowing his ways is very important. It is critical because the Bible says how the the children of Israel, they experienced so much. They experienced all of how God provided for them, food, how he made a way, rivers in, I mean, he parted the Red Sea. That's a miracle. They saw the mighty acts of God, but they didn't know his ways. They didn't know his character. They didn't know the things that God values, the thing that is close to his heart, the fear of God. The fear of God is critical to any Christian. For any believer, walking in the fear of the Lord is vital because those who, are fi- who, who walk in the fear of the Lord, God reveals secrets to you. And when you walk in the fear of God, You are aligning yourself with the word. You're aligning yourself with his ways. You're careful to what you say. You're careful for what you do because you don't want to upset or quench the Holy Spirit. And it's critical that we walk in the fear of the Lord. So it's knowing his ways. It's knowing what he likes, what he doesn't like. So then we got to the point of actually looking at the different thing that will help us to get to know him. And the first thing we said was this was the word of God. <laughs> Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 to 16. It says you have been taught the holy scriptures from the childhood and they have been given you the wisdom to receive that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us as what to what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives it corrects us when we're wrong and it teaches us to do the, what is right the word of god has the ability to touch and change different things. When we came to faith, when we came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the word that was deposited in our heart allowed us to experience the gift of salvation and our lives were changed. We knew it because there was a change on the inside. We weren't the same. The moment we said, Jesus come into my life because the word of God was declared and preached just as it was was spoken in the book of Romans. How can you believe without a preacher? When the word of God was preached, you heard the word, then you believed the word. You believed, you received it, and there was a transformation. God's word helps us to come to the knowledge of the truth in serving and living, living for Jesus and it's that word that brings that conviction in our hearts the word of God is also used to change our mindset because you, we have to remember that the world that we're living in has conditioned many of us to negative thinking to the ways of the world. So the Word of God, when it comes, it will start to renew and change our worldview, the way how we see things, perceive things, the decisions we'll make because of how we see certain things. And when we meditate upon the Word... When we chew upon the word, when we listen to the word, as we confess it, as we declare it, it starts to build faith. It starts to stir you up. It encourages you to believe God for the impossible. Because listen, there are things that this is so impossible. I mean, think about it. Paul the Apostle. Who would have thought the person who was killing Christians became so zealous? How? Only God can convert someone like that, can change our lives. Only God. So, the word, as we hear the word, it stirs up faith within you, it charges you so that you can get to know Him. It's by faith. It's not by feeling. It's a, you just saying, Lord, I make a quality decision to believe your word. Because once we come into alignment with his word and we say that, Lord, I trust you about this situation. I don't know how it's going to happen. I can't see it happening. I mean, Lord, but I, Lord, help me, please. I trust you anyway. I, Lord, I believe it's going to happen, but I don't know how. Please help me. You come into alignment quickly. So that God can produce his miracle. So we got to this point And I was going to mention about David king david really knew god he really had intimacy with him because he was very sensitive yes he made mistakes like every one of us yes he took someone else's wife and he committed murder etc but he was really sensitive you know and i want to read something here in the book of chronicles first chronicles chapter 21 verse 17 so chapter 1 chapter 21 verse 1 sorry and it says this satan rose up against israel and caused david to take a census of the people of israel so david said to joab and the commanders of the army take a census of all the people of israel From Beersheba in the south to Dan in the north, and bring me a report so I may know how many there are. But Joab replied, May the Lord increase the number of his people a hundred times over. But why, my Lord, the king, do you want to do this? Are they not all your servants? Why? Must you cause Israel to sin? But the king insisted that they take the census. So Joab traveled throughout all Israel to count the people. Then he returned to Jerusalem and reported the number of people to David. There were 1,100,000 warriors in 1 million, thank you, in all Israel who could handle a sword and 470,000 in Judah. But Joab did not include the tribes of Levi and Benjamin in the census because he was so distressed at what the king had made him do. Judgment, For David's sin. So God was very displeased with the census and he punished Israel for it. Then David said to God, I have sinned greatly. You see, right there, he acknowledges his sin. I have sinned greatly by taking this census. Please forgive my guilt for doing this foolish thing. Then the Lord spoke to Gad. David Seer, this was the message. Go and say to David, This is what the Lord says. I will give you three choices. Choose one of these punishments. I will inflict it on you. So God came to David and said, These are the choices the Lord has given you. You may choose three years of famine, free. Months of destruction by the sword of your enemies, or three days of severe plague, as the angel of the Lord brings devastation throughout the land of Israel. Decide what your answer I should give the Lord who sent me. Then this is what David said. This is what it's amazing. He says here, I am in a desperate situation wisdom is speaking David replied but let me fall into the hands of the Lord my Lord let me fall into the hands of the Lord for his mercy is very great look at that he knew if he chose this one it ain't going to be the right decision let me just Lord do do whatever you want to do and father I throw my that's the safest place to be because look what he says here Do not let me fall into the hands of man. Oh, my Lord. He knew straight away that if he came into the presence of God, Lord, and say, Father, I throw myself onto your mercy, that's the safest place. He knew God, and he understood his mercy. He loved God, and he knew that if he makes a mistake, he's gone. Would embrace him, his God would forgive him, his good, his God will know the best course of action to take in this given situation, even though he made the mistake. So, right there, this is a major reason why we need to know the Lord, knowing his word understanding his ways. This is part of his ways. Knowing his ways will then help us to pray and help us to approach our maker. It will help us to come in alignment to what he wants of us. So David really knew his character. He really knew God's ways. And his heart was really for God the thing that I the next thing I want to just mention about how we can actually get to know God is through his names the names of God are really there's so many of them I mean we will be here for a long time if we started to know or look at the, the names of God But you see, the names of God are very important. And the reason why, it represents different dimensions of God. Different encounters that the people of Israel experienced. And I'll give you an example here. See, every time the children of Israel encountered and experienced a dimension of God, they encapsulated it in a name. To bring across how God delivered them in that particular situation. Does that make sense? And so, just to give you a classic example Jehovah Nissi, right? So, the background to this is when the, the, the children, the, the Israelites, they were wandering. And let me just read it here, Caesar. The background of the, of the name of, of Jehovah Nissi involves Israelites wandering in the desert after leaving their bondage in Egypt. And basically the Amalekites was coming, this powerful group was coming to attack them. And then, then you had like Moses, you know when Moses had to hold his hands up and then his hands was going down and then they had to hold it up and stuff like that. Basically they gained a great victory there. And that's how the name of Jehovah Nissi came. And then so on and so forth. But the names of God are very important because what it does is, if you look out throughout the whole of the scriptures, there's different times where people encountered different things, where they needed healing, where they needed um, some kind of victory. And when they declared the name, what happens is the power that's in that name was released and they experienced the victory. So when you and I look into the word, delve into the word, and we say, "Lord, this is the type of situation that I need. I need the wisdom of God. I need So so what is it that you have in your situation right now? Think about it. What is it that you need? What is the is God to you? What is it that you need a breakthrough in? Do you need God's wisdom? In Do you need like Jehovah Jireh? Do you need him to provide? Because that's another thing that the children of Israel experience. So what, see, when you release that name, say it by faith, that Father, I thank you. That I don't know how. I thank you that you are providing for me. You are doing a miracle for me. Lord, I thank you for your protection. You are the God who protects me. Do you know, David, when he was chased by Saul, he says, Thou art a shield around me. That was his revelation. So you have a revelation of what you want God to do for you. But you do it by faith. And as you say that word, listen. Listen. You say that word by... You just say it by faith. Even though you can't feel it. Even though you can't see it. Because we don't walk by that. We walk by faith. When you start speaking that... It starts to create. It starts to form. That thing... That belief in your heart... Will start to come strong in your heart. Because you're saying it by faith. And so the angels will be activated accordingly because you're saying it by faith. You're believing God in this particular situation. So when they had this battle situation going on, oh, Jehovah Nissi, the Lord is my banner. The Lord is creating a a victorious situation. Even though in the natural, you can't see it. You're just speaking it. You're declaring it. What is it you need? Lord, I thank you that you're my Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. God is able to do anything. But this is why we need to delve into the word, to see his character, to see what God wants to, you need God to do for you. Because he is wanting to do it more than you need it. But we need to tap in to get the information. Lord, what are you saying here? What, how do I need to change my mind? Because that's the thing, you know. This thing here, the battleground of the mind. You, you've read that book by Joyce Mayer, It's really good. The battlefield of the mind. This is where it all happens. When we speak his word to help renew and change and align our thinking, we'll get in alignment to what God is saying Amen Amen. I want to pray at this time for us as we've been hearing the word of the Lord and I want to pray that God will help us to move to a new dimension of relationship with him because this is a reality this is not a myth the same God who spoke to David the same God who spoke to Joshua and Moses and done many acts is the same God who lives within our hearts today. And we need to have a deeper walk with him because the journey that we have ahead, we will need his divine assistance. So I'm going to pray that the Lord will help every one of us. Father, I bring before you those online and those here before me Lord. we bring every heart, every individual, every relationship with you. Lord we acknowledge that we are weak. we acknowledge that we, Are poor spiritually, Lord. Lord, we are feeble and we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We pray this morning, Lord, that you will help every heart, every life. Every individual. Lord, help us with our walk with you. Help us to know you. Help us to spend time with you. Help us to communicate with you regularly. Help us to feed off your word, to know your word to trust you and not anything else Lord Father I pray that you will encourage those Lord who feel just despondent in their walk, don't feel like moving forward Lord, help them refresh let the fresh wind of your spirit come upon your people in a way that they've never experienced before. Fresh wind of your spirit. Fresh wind of your spirit in their walk. In the name of Jesus, let a new revelation come of who you are that they've never seen before. I pray that they will see a dimension that will change their lives forever and that they'll walk with conviction and life and strength. I pray that you will be glorified in every life. And I thank you, Lord, that different ones will come back with testimonies of how they've walked with a new dimension and a new strength in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.